Have you ever wondered why, when you get on an airplane, you have to be reminded to put your oxygen mask on first before you help anyone else? I used to always think about that because it seemed like, yes, take care of yourself first. It was the it was a metaphor that I like to live by because without taking care of yourself, then you can't help others. I think there's another lesson to be learned, though. What about giving yourself permission to be okay? That's a hard one, right? Sometimes we have this expectation that our lives are uh, are meant to be spent lifting up other people. Our lives are meant to be spent doing this and that. And at the end of the day, we have nothing left. Even on the other side of that, sometimes it feels like I don't have permission to be kind to myself. Either I punish myself because I'm not good enough or I push myself to death, which essentially is another kind of punishment, so that I can be good enough. At what point do we give ourselves permission to just be okay? And be okay, and after we're okay, then reach out and help others. It's a very interesting concept to just kind of ponder on. I spent some time with my good friend Rory, and she is an amazing coach. Every time we sit together, I sneak in extra questions for things that I'm struggling with, right? And she helps me kind of work through it under the guise of we're just chatting as friends. And I love her for it. I think that you will really enjoy our conversation. Listen, kind of sit still with yourself and see what parts of your life do you need permission to live differently? Where do you need to give yourself permission to be happy, to be okay, to be healthy, to eat more or eat less, to exercise more or exercise less, to love people or to have time to yourself? Where is it that you need to give that permission to you? Let us know if you figure it out. In the meantime, enjoy my talk with Rory. Start again. Okay. Because, so I was looking, let's see. I didn't really see it in your first video that you sent me, uh, where mm-hmm. both you and Tyler were in that, mm-hmm. that your body has changed. Yeah. Mostly, and this is, this is why, and it's going to sound a little hurdy, but don't be hurt, because it's not supposed to be. Because when you set up your camera, you guys were at the very bottom oh, yeah, of the I camera. Know. I'm like, well, she's I'm in trying there. to find a good angle. I'm like, we got we to gotta work with landscape something. Landscape it. Oh, Every okay. time, just landscape okay. it, because you can still fit that into oh, every format. Okay. Anywho, blah, blah, blah. That's why I couldn't see it. But when you did the second one where you mm-hmm. had on the, like, it was like blue pants and a gray bra. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, she didn't look like that when I left a couple weeks ago. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. So um, it's been a process, but it's been just fun to be accountable and hold myself accountable. And I appreciate that it's been a process. Yeah. What I'm curious about is what was that process? Yeah. So, um, First of all, just having enough of my own shit, you know, being mm-hmm. like, okay, you don't feel good every day when you wake up, so what are you going to do to change this? You um, know, because I think for a lot of, like, being a coach myself, mm-hmm. I know what to do. It's not a lack of knowledge, but it's a lack of support. It's a lack of accountability. And honestly, for me, it's a lack of permission. Like, I needed permission to not go to the gym six days a week. I needed permission to lift heavy three days a week, but be, you know, moving and active the other days. Because that's been such a part of my life in the past is, like, Grind doesn't stop. Like, lifting six days a week, lifting pretty heavy. So I needed permission to, like, eat more carbs. Like, a lot of people don't eat enough food, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And from dieting so hard, 
in the past and overexercising, my metabolism was like gone to shit. So really finding somebody who worked with that specifically. Oh, I see where this mm-hmm. permission thing is going. Yes. Yeah. If you can recall, let's see, we met in May of last year because I have um, documented proof of that day. (laughs) In June, we sat down and we talked about Mm -hmm. stuff, and you were telling me about lifting heavy, what else? Just this whole idea of permission. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm getting back to, right? Yeah. What do you mean? Because you need permission to not be in the gym every day. Mm -hmm. I remember you were telling me that those were the ways you kind of were like beating up yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So, what do you mean by permission? So I think permission, um, I, I definitely can attest this, but I feel like most people can, is just like, you're your own worst critic. You're your own mm-hmm. worst critic of saying, you could have done this better, you should have done this, you should have done that. And I think, honestly, having that person to be that soundboard and be like, okay, you did the best you could, and like, here are some guidelines, here are some non-negotiables, but you're not going to go from zero to 100 in a day. You're not going to go from zero to 100 in a month even, you know? Mm-hmm. So signing up knowing that like, the company that I'm working with, it's a four month commitment. And it's like, this is going to be a process. And Mm -hmm. like, it was really reassuring to hear because for me, I thought that the damage that I have done was just like kind of irreversible. And I think to my, like to my core, I knew that that wasn't true. Right. But here I was trying different things and it wasn't working. So I think that's where I was like, okay, like I need to get outside help because it's, it's not about, just calories in and calories out. Like for me, it's so much about metabolic resistance. Where are you with your hormones? You know, how's your gut health? Mm -hmm. How are your stress levels? Like my body is like the first thing that responds when I'm in stress. I I like flare up, I'm I'm inflamed, I can't sleep. So I think it's so much more complex than that than sometimes we just look at. Um, So again, like having permission to, you know, say, okay, yeah, it definitely looks like you need to get a hormone panel test. It definitely Mm -hmm. looks like you need to get blood work done, you know, kind of just like blindly taking shots myself. You know, it's crazy. Okay. You've said three things that have both triggered both. I said three and then I said both. (laughs) All three of them triggered something in my head and one I've already forgotten. That was the crazy thing. I forgot right off the bat. (laughs) But you said, so we were talking about permission and then you said some of it feels irreversible. So I'm going to come back to that. Mm -hmm. The other was that you said, um, lifting heavy Mm -hmm. because this was before we turned on the recording that you go and you're like oh I can't lift what I used to and just a gut check on that (laughs) this sucks (laughs) I know exactly how you feel yes you know there are plenty of times where if I stay with it yeah you know I I can get a squat back up yeah where I can just work 200 at any time totally and it's not it's not any sort of max Mm -hmm. it's just that's how much you put on right right. and then you just do yeah. that, right? Yeah. And if you want to go heavy, then you push for 300. Totally. Right? Yeah. And it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Now I go in and I'm like, the bar. Yeah. The bar. Yeah. The range of motion in her. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. And my knees are like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. girl, exactly. girl, right. don't. And right. then, yeah, and your hips. So tell me, what is your mindset to deal with that? Well, and I also think, I love that you said that too, because I think there is, um, I think with permission, there needs to be like a line of, what worked for you in the past may not work for you anymore. Maybe your right. body doesn't want to squat 225 on its back, you know? Like, mm-hmm. And being open to thinking of other things that you can do, other things that feel good, you know? Because I think that was a big part of it for me was, like, I had this rigid vision of, like, what being fit looked like and how I got there and how it worked for me in the past. Yes. So I was trying to put this 
round peg in this square hole and it was just like it's not fitting it's not working and the exact hole that existed yeah, before three years ago right. you know mm-hmm. so and I have changed so much and just my passion has changed too like I don't really want to go in the gym and lift super heavy and my body was telling me that mm-hmm. and I think for me personally and I know we've talked about this in past past conversations like it's finding that balance of like masculine and feminine energy. Like that masculine is like that go, grind it out, push. That feminine is like, oh, okay. Like I hear what you're saying, body. Let me listen to you. So I don't really remember the question that I you think asked. the feminine but side is like yelling. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. I'm not going. <laughs> no, um, no, it was, it was, the, it was the, the idea of that what you could do versus coming back to it now and right. realizing you still have to start again. So yeah. where were you going with that? Yeah, so really just saying like kind of, you know, not – I think, and I, I work with this so many, so many of my clients work with this as well. It's like you look back at where you were and you're trying to get there without honoring the journey. The journey. Yeah, and without yes. honoring like what's happened to get you to this new level and like new experiences that await you, you know? So for me, it's been like, well, what kind of movement, you know, do I love? What kind of movement makes me feel good? Honestly, I go for like a three mile walk every day, like just getting outside, being in nature, like. I'm not, I'm not going to go on the treadmill. I'm not going to go on the Stairmaster. Like, I'm not going to do cardio at end. Like, there's – unless I'm at F45, I'm not doing cardio, you know? Right. So being able and being open to just kind of rewrite what you want for yourself and making it a healthy relationship, you know? Because when you think of extreme dieting or extreme working out, like, you get to a point where – or I can say for my, you know, my um, – experience is like you get to a point where it's it's not really fun anymore it's like it becomes a habit and you keep doing it so you kind of just get in that habit but like to check in and make check-in points of like okay am I still enjoying this like I got into weightlifting because I loved how empowered it made me feel but now I'm going there and I'm feeling shitty that I can't hit a lift or my body's like you, you don't want to do this and I'm getting angry and mad at myself and that's just not why you ever started is that does that contribute to why at some point it felt like um the damage that you had done to yourself was irreversible. Totally. Because it's not necessarily physical damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, and I think for me, I was looking at, like, I'm just, I, I love that you even said that, because I think for me, I was looking purely at the physical, but my mental is what made me think it was irreversible. The mental state of self-sabotage and telling yeah. myself, you can never get out of this. Look what you've done to your body. Like, like and even the, the, even the language that I was using, even the way that I was talking about my process and my experience for some time was in a negative way. And really, it's being through this journey and going through that tough time makes me, you know, align with my clients a lot more because I, I know and I can feel for them and I've, I just have a new level of empathy. And it's also just made me kind of form a whole new relationship with my body and what it can do and what my body can do for me instead of looking at all the things that it can't do for me and all the things and all the ways that it's failing. I'm now like, oh, wow, you know, you're waking up and your knees don't hurt and, you know, you have a lot of energy and you're not fatigued and you're not depressed in the morning, you know? So I kind of switching the mindset is really, I think, at the core of what needs to happen before any physical changes can happen. You know, I'm glad you said that because I was just (laughs) thinking, how did you... How did you first come to reali- the realization that your mindset has to change and then actually change your mindset? Yeah. Um, for me, it's extremely hard for me to ask for help. Um, and I think a lot of my struggle was this is the field that I'm in. You know, like I'm watching other women 
that I coach do really well with their mindset, do really well with going to the gym and crushing a routine. So I think for me, it was like, I was embarrassed. I, I felt like a fraud, you know? It's like, how can I be in this realm and be going through all these things? Um, so for me, it really was asking for help and just knowing that I needed to ask for help because I know really when I started diving into personal development, it was kind of, um, a little bit, it was kind of at the same time where I really, really got into bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. Um, so there were points again of that process that I was super clear. I was doing it for the right reasons. It felt good, right? It's just reaching that line of like, okay, you're pushing it too far. So even going back to what I said before of like trying to compare yourself to older version of you, I think with that being said, not comparing, but also letting that be a, you know, a point to look back at and saying, you know, you can get there, mm-hmm. you know, from even a mind, a mindset perspective is like, I know I can, I'm this happy person. I know I'm outgoing. I know that's who I am to my core. And that's not what's happening right now. That's not what the world is seeing. Mm-hmm. So just really getting honest with myself. Um, because I've talked to my boyfriend, I've talked to other friends and they don't have, they have no idea what's going on behind closed doors. Oh, you know, it's be, like, if I didn't talk to you like this, and this is honestly how almost all of our, I'm more petty <laughs> when there's nothing recording. <laughs> but yeah, if I, I would never know. Yeah. I would never know that yeah. there's any kind of struggle. Right. And I think, you know, I think that's why I like having these conversations. Cause I think the world we live in is nobody talks about their struggle. You know, nobody mm-hmm. like, well, it almost takes turning a huge corner before you start to say stuff. Yeah, totally. And in the meantime, everybody else who can't say it right. is struggling. Right. Silence. Or you wait until you've turned the corner to talk about it, you know? And so, you're not there anymore. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> right. You're like, oh, that's my past. And I'm yeah. like, no. I mean, and, and still, like, I'm feeling much better than I was. Um, I think the, like, the climax of it was really in kind of like the end of the summer months mm-hmm. and, like, even into the fall. Um, what happened then? Just, like, reaching, like, a point of, like, I don't feel good. I have no energy. Um, being super fatigued. Didn't want to work out. Like, didn't have any motivation. And motivation's a funny word because I don't believe that it's necessarily all motiv- motivation. It's sometimes mm-hmm. just, like, habits you put in place. But, yeah, just, like, wasn't feeling myself. So kind of reaching that point of being, like, I need help. I need to outsource. Um, and for me, that was just difficult, you know, to even admit, like, I needed help in this realm. Um, but I always say to my clients too, like every coach needs a coach, you know, and I wouldn't be walking the walk if I, I wasn't. I want you to dive deeper there because yeah. I'm like you, like I, I would shit. rather die yeah. than, than ask somebody yeah. to help me. Yeah. Like I have my go-to people, mm-hmm. but those people get annoyed with me fast because yeah. I'm related to them, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I could totally. ask my, I've got these brothers who are like, mm-hmm. I love them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Too many questions. Then yeah. they're like. All right. uh, skipping my phone calls. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. So then I'm like, okay, well, no, especially, I got it out. Well, and I think, too, like, I love that you said that. Like, you have brothers. Like, I have brothers, too, and I yeah. have two parents who love and support me. But, you know, finding a tribe, finding a woman tribe. Yes. Because it's nothing like that. Like, I just hired a different coach. So I have, like, a health coach, and then I have a spiritual coach. Mm-hmm. And she was asking me about just, like, who do you go to? And I got really emotional. And I was like, I don't have a go-to person. Yeah. You know? And we all need that person. We all need, and I, and especially women, I feel like you need the woman to woman relationship as well. And you you, know? sometimes you don't know that, especially when you're so used oh, to yeah. just being Doing strong yourself. by yourself. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You, you have no idea of what you can gain right. from female Opening relationships. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, let's go back. Mm-hmm. You're going to stay on track. It? Cause I'm just like, <laughs> well, you know what it is? It's like, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, 
I've got, I've got to somehow find that Tie thing that's going to let my yeah. mind change. <laughs> so you tell me about your journey. Yeah. Tell me more. Dive just deeper into what you, yeah. what it, whatever it was that you did that allowed you to change your mind. Yeah. So again, I think first of it was just admitting I need like help and really reaching out. What made you admit? Um, just being sick of my shit sick of playing victim and I think a lot of people play victim Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes you're not doing it in this like malicious way of like woe is me but you're just like oh making excuses you know or especially um financially like being like oh I can't afford it I could spend it on this this and this like that's a monthly hit but it's like your health and your sanity and for me and I think most most people that I um work with or just work around understand that like your body is all-encompassing your your Mm -hmm. mindset your emotional health your mental health your physical health are not separate systems like they are all one so Mm -hmm. for me not really even knowing okay I think my physical is what started first and then my mindset plummeted and then my mindset being so low made my physical Physical even worse. worse so it was just like And at that point, when I was being realistic about finances, I was like, okay, do I want a business coach? Do I want a spiritual coach? Do I want a health coach? And when I sat all down to it, I'm like, I know that I won't be able to perform in these other areas if I don't feel safe, if I don't feel comfortable in my body. So that wasn't, that was like the first to go. I got it. Yeah. So it's the housing of all things, which is actually your physical. Yeah, your vessel. Yeah. 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 That has to be in some kind of order. Yeah. You know, it's like cleaning the house before you bring in the hired yeah, maid. Yeah, right? exactly. Right. I don't want you to know <laughs> that I'm a slob. Yeah, exactly. Let me just right. disinfect from <laughs> Right. And then you come in and you just straighten yeah, stuff up. Yeah, you feel put good. that cherry on top. Yeah. <laughs> Make me feel like, yeah. yes, when I got a maid in too, she wasn't like overwhelmed by mm, what I did. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's starting on the inside. Mm-hmm. And then where did you move to next? What was the next um, step? So really, I mean, I think I'm really in the brunt. I'm trying to think of when I really started with the coach. I think I started um, in January. So it's been two months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've lost 12 pounds. And You have. Just, yeah. You really have. Like, <laughs> I, it's not even a joke because, okay, most people don't know. But you and I, we do lots of photo shoots yeah. together, right? Yeah. I see your pictures. Yeah, exactly. I edit your pictures. Right, right. And I, know, and, I was and we looking. Talk. I was looking at pictures from like just the summer of when yeah. I said it was like really bad. And like again, I like I'm not someone who's like I was bad. No, no. Like I know that. I just I just know what feels good for me. And for yeah. me, it was so much of the inflammation. Like I said, yes. stress. My body recognizes stress. I get inflamed. You know, working out didn't necessarily make me feel better. It made me feel worse, yes. and I was sore for days after. So. Yeah, you've really seen me in, get, in all my glory. Okay. And on that top of that, we do work together. Yeah, but still, yeah, I yeah. mean, just... Totally. And you know what? Ever since you you have brought that whole concept of inflammation to the mm-hmm. front of my head, mm-hmm. I think inflammation, well, maybe I've got a cold, or my yeah. knee is hurting. Yeah. Those are the two things I consider. Yeah. I went to North Carolina for a couple of weeks, just... No, a week. Recently, but it was right? a week ago. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and that's, that's when the whole world fell yeah. apart. But every single day, so... My family, they're from the country, and they cook everything like it's the deep south. Because yeah. they are in the yeah. deep south, yeah. right? Yeah. right. I was like, these are the best-tasting vegetables <laughs> I have ever. There is so much oil in this. Yeah, this exactly. <laughs> right? This is one-third vegetable. <laughs> right. And I'm like, my ring doesn't fit. Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that the sodium chip? <laughs> oh, that's why I'm happy. Because yeah. everything tastes so good, and I'm dying. Yeah. I woke up every day with my face mm-hmm. swollen. And your like, eyes puffy. And, puffy. Just, yeah. and it didn't come yeah. down. Like yeah. midday, I'm still like, yeah. 
Mm. Right. And then it just affects your whole way of living. Like, take away the aesthetic point of it. It's Mm -hmm. like, you're tired. You know, you're lethargic. You know, Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. like, gut issues, skin issues, hormone issues for women. You know, I think we so often don't want to look at our diet and we don't want to look at our lifestyle because Mm -hmm. it's like... Oh, that's a lot to change. Yeah, and it's, and it's all about, like, and we can even talk about how this is happening right now. Like, people are freaking out because there's no structure, there's no control that they have. And I know from my own point of view, and I actually had a really great conversation with one of my Instagrams, Instagram posts, um, resonated a lot with Ashley, the, mm-hmm. uh, the woman who changed hair, badass. No, um, Hopkins. Remember, you were like, who's that woman? Oh, yes. She was ripped, yeah. Yes. But we were having a conversation, and she was like, Controlling what you eat is a form of control. Like Mm -hmm. a dieting is just like when other things feel like they're all over the place and you can't control something, like Mm -hmm. your body, you can control. You can control calories in and calories out. So Mm -hmm. again, my journey is it's not about calories in and calories out anymore. And Mm -hmm. I'm freaking the fuck out because I don't have that control. I'm feeling, I'm losing a sense of self because I, you know, assign myself to that with my physical body. Right. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's like the illusion of control. Control is like not a real thing. It's just what we yeah. want to latch onto. Um, but it's so much more than just your physical body, you know. Yeah. And sometimes we don't want to look at the diet and the lifestyle because that's our, like, that's the stuff that we can control. We don't want to be told that we can't eat X, Y, and Z or that mm-hmm. we shouldn't eat X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, I'm going to do what I want, you know. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I noticed the other day somebody said, hey, try to shop on just the outside edge of your grocery store. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, I do that. Yeah. I felt so proud. I'm like, yeah. so now what am I doing wrong after that? <laughs> like, hmm. I still yeah. got to think that yeah. through. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. You know what, totally. though? As far as control, I always think in terms of food, what you put in your body is going to either make you feel like crap or it's going to be... Totally. Or your body's going to be okay. And mm. my body reacts really fast. Same. Same. Yeah. Well, it's energy. Yeah. And, I, well, and I love Pop-Tarts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know what? One Pop-Tart down, yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. Second one in yeah. that same pack... But, I'm out. but like that's good to know. But and I, right. I think that's where balance comes in too. It's like yes. you don't need to not like cut like, it again. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't need to. You can have one pop tart, and especially if you feel good. Like that's yes. my thing. Like when I talk to clients or talk to anyone, I'm like, personally, I don't eat dairy or gluten because that doesn't feel good to me. Oh, it hurts. You know, it hurts, it hurts my guts. Yeah, so bad. and then yeah. I would get like you talk about inflammation. Like my eyes are crossed over. Yeah, yeah, like can't Closed. open. Up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But. And again, that's a personal preference. That's mm-hmm. just like a non-negotiable for me because it's not worth it. Yes. It, that's not saying when I go back to New York, I'm not going to have seven slices of pizza, you know, but, that, see? but that's balance, you know, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm going to be willing to wake or, up with puffy eyes. Right, yeah. Except the pizza. price. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded so good. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I know I can't handle that much uh, yeah. bread at yeah. one time, but yeah, oh wow. Pizza. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cheese. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> like, I, love cheese. I was craving it the other day so much and I was like. I'm not even going to settle because I know New York pizza and that's yeah. my hardest set. And I don't, but yeah. I feel like I yeah. should. You should. I'm going to free some and bring it back to you. For real? <laughs> Are you going? I'm going in June, supposedly. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, okay. <laughs> if you make we'll be, it. Yeah, we'll be. We'll you know chat. how people like go fishing in Alaska yeah. and like bring back that pizza. Yeah. Just exactly. And bagels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So now let's see. We've touched the mindset. There's one point that the one that I forgot originally. Mm-hmm. It keeps coming back and cool. then I keep letting it go. Mm. It'll it's going to stay. Yes, it'll be here. <laughs> but um, we talked about, so the vessel, mm-hmm. you had to be okay first. Mm-hmm. Feel safe in your own body. Yeah. Be okay with yourself yeah. enough to reach out and yeah. find a coach. So what, what kind of coach did you actually take on first? First, I work with a company that's called Nutrition Dynamic. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. They're just like a functional medicine company. Mm-hmm. So again, I've had... 
I'm, I'm always like, for me, I think education and experience, mm -hmm. like tying the two together. So the fact that they run blood labs and their science like based data is were really you, important. You were pre-med? What were no, you? No, I was a kinesiology, but then I, I, I came out here and I was enrolled in the U to become a registered dietitian. Mm -hmm. But I also took like every science class under the sun because I thought I was going to do PT before I enrolled oh, okay. in school to be a registered dietitian. So I really was like, I know I want to help people, but I don't know how. how? So, um, and the reason I really went into coaching over all that is because I don't, registered dietitians for sure can take their own path mm -hmm. and I honor everybody who does it. They need to go through a shit ton of clinical hours and all that. Um, but I didn't want to be in a hospital where people were fed jello and that was like told it was good. It just, I wanted to work with people who wanted the help. Right. Um, so that's kind of why I took the coaching route Okay. over that. But, um, so yeah, I work with the company nutrition dynamic. Um, and they're great. I have, uh, the owners is just super well informed about all things and they specialize with working with people who have metabolic resistance. They work a lot with ex-competitors, mm -hmm. um, primarily women and hormones. So I kind of knew this was a good fit and it's funny because when I look back, like I tag them on my Instagram sometimes and I look back and I think I reached out to them in 2017. So okay. yeah. And then was like, how do I schedule a call with you guys? Like I just saw that the other day. So I was like, oh, okay. Like I was guided here like a while back and it really mm -hmm. took me three years to kind of finally pull the plug yeah um but I kind of knew that's what I needed um so we started with like a detox I started with getting blood work done to test my hormones um my blood sugar all that stuff mm -hmm. and the detox was um just a flush basically like flushing my body of toxins of inflammation mm -hmm. um so kind of that protocol and now I'm on like a macro based protocol where I love the foods that I eat. Like, and I said to them, I'm like, I don't really want to count macros. That's not how I exist in this yeah, world. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but honestly, I wasn't eating enough. Like, so now I'm eating way more than I was, and here I am losing weight. And I tell people that, and they're like, oh my God, no way. And I'm like, yes, yeah, not I about always that. wonder how triggered people are yeah. when you say yeah. you're not eating enough. Yeah. Because I swear <laughs> I see it at least once a week. Yeah, you're exactly. Like, you're not eating enough. Yeah. But then you say carbs. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, the world's going to yeah, fall out. They're and then out. it did, but yeah. it wasn't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for not blaming me for that. You're welcome. <laughs> no. um, yeah, I think that's. And everyone's different. Mm -hmm. I know that that was a huge piece of my story. And yeah. then um, also just like watching your sugar intake and watching your blood sugar and, and things like that are really important. I talk to a lot of women who have autoimmune conditions, mm -hmm. um, thyroid issues. And if I ask them about their history, which I usually do, um, there was one point in time where they were under eating for a long time and over exercising. And I'm like, mm, I don't really know that you have Hashimoto's. I think that your thyroid's a little messed up and I'm sure that you're on that brink, but it's not, it's, it's reversible. And that was like such a big thing that I needed to overcome to really be like, no, seriously, like you can overcome this and you're not your diagnosis either. You know, I need you to stay with that. You're not your diagnosis, okay. but we're coming back I'll put to a that. Pin in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> that and the metabolic resistance. We're yeah. going to talk about that. Okay. But real quick, I am not overly familiar with the thyroid. Okay. Hashimoto's, what is that? Okay, Hashimoto's is when you have an underactive thyroid. And what is the result? Do you gain weight? Or do yeah, you so drop? like your, well, your thyroid, I'm trying to get like 
I don't know all the science, but I'm trying mm-hmm. to be at least like the least sciencey I can. So basically, people talk about cortisol. Mm-hmm. They talk about like your HPA axis, which is your adrenals, your cortisol. That's all linked to your thyroid and your okay. hormones. So your estrogen, your progesterone, your testosterone. So if one of those are off, they're all really going to be off. So basically, your thyroid and metabolism are linked. Right. So if you have a really slow thyroid, your metabolism is also going to decrease. So if you have thyroid issues... I'm offended. <laughs> because now I'm thinking of how many times I've gone into the doctor and they're like, maybe your thyroid... I'm like, I didn't come in yeah. here for my thyroid. Yeah. I told you I came in for... <laughs> and now I see what they're saying. Oh, oh now I'm mad. No, it's but okay. you just get some testing. Make it science, you know? <laughs> right. Take it out they this, were just like, saying I was fat. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> oh. Stupid doctors. <laughs> But, yeah, so, I mean, they're really all intertwined, and I think that's so much of what people miss out on is they look at this one thing, right? So you look at your thyroid, and you look at, let me take this thyroid medication, and it's like, well, let's look at your diet. Let's look at your blood sugar. Like, my three non-negotiables when working with people, Mm -hmm. are you, like, are you going to the bathroom? What's your blood sugar look like, and are you sleeping at night? Because those three lifestyle factors are just so important of how your body uses the calories, how your body... Yeah, you utilizes the calories, and then rest and recovery is just like way more important than people let on to be. You know, yes. I'm grateful that you check eliminating because that makes sense. Yeah, like your body is cleaning yeah. itself out totally, right? Yeah, because man, I wonder when yeah. people are like, "You mean it's been days and yeah. it didn't that that hasn't yeah. like bothered you?" I'm you like, know? you got to get a click it in your hair or something yeah. up there. <laughs> get it going. Something. Yeah. Well, it's like it's yeah, it's crazy. Uh, just like all the detox pathway, pathways that we have too. So I have, I know that I have a gene mutation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called the MTFHR gene. So everyone calls it the motherfucker gene. But um, <laughs> you basically can't detox like folate and B12. Uh-huh. Um, you don't have the methylation process. So that's basically what makes it bioavailable to your body. Mm-hmm. So um, it so- also doesn't allow you to really push push excess hormones out. So things like going in the sauna, things like enemas if you're not going to the bathroom regularly um, are, like, really important. And especially because your skin is your biggest organ. So, like, really making sure you're sweating, you know, um, and just, like, finding other detox pathways. So Okay. Now, so you've you've talked. (laughs) It's great. It's great. But, but like, I know about stuff like that. So I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Yes, Uh you're right. You're right. I've heard this before. This is good. I want to go back to sugar. Yeah. Because you said you're you're three non-negotiables. Yeah. Elimination, blood sugar, and rest. Yeah. I understand rest and recovery. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that I feel like even if you don't live it or practice it, Mm -hmm. on some level for most people, it makes sense. Yeah. And I also think people don't directly correlate that with stress. You know, yeah, because you're not going to sleep if you're going to, if you're like in fight and flight or you're looking at a screen till 10 p.m. You know, Mm -hmm. like I think really de-stressing is going to help all of those things too. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a lot easier said than done to people. Some people it's easier, but like finding that downtime, you know, putting Mm -hmm. down your phone, you know, especially right now, how can you schedule your day? I know you might not have a real schedule, but like, how can you time back things that you want to get done and time to unplug and time to have fun with your kids, you know? So I think people just need more play in their life. (laughs) It's interesting because, you know, right now the memes and the the posts that are coming Mm -hmm. out, a lot of people are complaining about kids in homeschool, kids mm-hmm. getting kicked out of their own yeah. homeschool. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so tired of being yeah. with my kids. And uh, not, my kids get on my nerves, but they, whether or not they're in school, they get yeah, on my yeah, nerves. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's always happening. <laughs> that's what I just thought was motherhood. But um, that whole idea of, of scheduling your time mm-hmm. is a big deal. Yeah. How do you do it? You know, it's it's been something that's been kind of ever-changing for me um, based on 
you know, I used to wake up really early mornings. Now I'm like letting myself sleep. So yeah, <laughs> you're like, yes, do you sleep? <laughs> um, and right now, uh, because I work online, really time blocking my day. So like, I know for me, once I like look at my computer for like 90 minutes, I am realizing that my productivity is going down. I'm listening mm-hmm. to something, but I'm also looking at my phone. I'm also opening another tab. Like I need to stay focused on what I'm doing mm-hmm. um, to just get the most productivity out of it that I can. So really time blocking. Like I'll do 90 minutes of work. I'll get up. I'll go for a walk. I'll call a friend. I'll make you know breakfast, whatever the case is. But I really think like just like day mapping your day out, you know. And I think so many people put so many things on their to do list, um, quarantine or not. Um, and then it's just like, okay, but does this all need to get done today? Like, can you make this a weekly to-do list? So, like, finding those two or three non-negotiables, they're like, no, actually, I need to go food shopping. There's no food in the house, you know? So, things like that. I, you know, I also, I think some people like to overstack that list, and, and then it's damning when it doesn't get done. Totally. And you're like, and some of the stuff you put on there is not even yeah. necessary. Relative. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I think that's what we're seeing right now is all of these things that give us so much external validation and that we heavily place our value and worth Mm, on are being taken away. And it's like, well, what now? What can I do to feel worthy and be productive? And it's like, slow down. That's literally all we can do right now and honor it too. honor this time. Talk about honoring. What do you mean? So, I mean, honoring this time, whatever it means for you, I think it's a great opportunity to look inside. It's a great opportunity to, you know, evaluate, your future too it's like maybe this maybe this time really makes you understand that you love what you do and that you wish you're back in the office or wish you were back doing what you're doing and maybe this time is like wow I actually hate that and what can I do you know like there's so much self-education out there there's so much YouTube and Google that you can figure out a way to do what you want you know and I think this is a great time who you are yeah exactly and I love that you said that too because I think a lot of people think that they have to um, like do something to be something to then have something and it's like no you have to be the person mm-hmm. to do that and then have what you want you know right. and I you think got it that, out of order yeah 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 and I think so many people place that value on doing mm-hmm. and needing to like be that person that does it all right. and it's really like no you 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 have the keys to your kingdom, you right. know, like you're, you have that power whenever you keep you digging want. in your pocket. Yeah. You find it. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. It's there. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I just think like honoring this time to really evaluate where you're at. Are you happy? Yeah. You know, um, honor this time that pe- people have with families, you know, people have, I, like, I know a lot of people who travel often for work. You're not traveling right now. Honor mm-hmm. the time to be grounded in your own home, you know, Spend time with your kids. Once you even get your house in order, and yeah. I don't mean like put your stuff. Yeah, in. I mean, yeah. Like feel good reconnect about your space. with your children. Yeah, yeah. And totally. Whoever else is there. Yeah, I'm like spouse. Yeah, yeah. Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Whoever's there. Yeah, reconnect. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I just think also this time is important too to like. I'm really trying, and I'm I'm not doing a great job, but limiting social media time. Like I find myself like just scrolling, and I'm like, what the fuck am I looking at? I'm not looking yes. at anything. I'm looking at quarantine memes. Yeah. I'm looking at fear and anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at and everybody telling me what by to the do. Gallon. Right, right. right. Mm-hmm. So it's like really limiting that and being intentional about like how often are you picking up your phone? Is it on airplane mode? Especially if you have work to be doing, you know? Yeah. Because um, that's a boundary in itself, yeah. you know? So. Yeah. Do you know what? When I first started handling the social media for, for this place, mm-hmm. I was like, I have never looked at my phone 
yeah. this much. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing is to turn on a podcast, turn yeah. on a book, and then go about what else right, I have to do. Right. I'm like, I am so tired mm-hmm. of looking at this device. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And now I, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, so I've answered everybody's questions yeah. and I've hit that hour mark. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to have to wait for three hours yeah. before I'm going to get back on totally. and say anything else. Yeah. 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 And, and really setting those too. Like I think for me, like last night, I was, I just was looking at a screen all day. I was, I was like in a it's webinar and, and I was huh? so tired. And then I was like, oh, let me watch a movie and relax. I'm like, my head hurts. I don't want to watch a movie. I did put on Life with Pets too and take a bath. But, right, right. Um, <laughs> but even then I was like, my head hurts. Like I yes. just like, I need to like shut this off and just lay here, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think that's, that's important too. And I think it's so mindless. It becomes so mindless. It becomes so habitual. Like I'm sure everyone can attest to, they pick up their phone to do one thing and then like the Instagram app is open mm-hmm. and you're like, what, I, what was I re- like, what was I coming here to do? You know? Mm-hmm. So it's just a, it's just a good time to really take inventory on like where you're putting your energy, where you're putting your time. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Now I did say that we would come back to, um, Metabolic resistance. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, yes, maybe I've hit that age yeah. <laughs> where it's like, clearly, right. it's going to resist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. mm-hmm, change doesn't yeah. happen fast anymore. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about it. What What is it? And then... So I think there's like, there's a lot of realms of it. Mm-hmm. It's like metabolic damage, metabolic resistance. Um, the, the way that I can relate to it and the information that I've really consumed most about it is just when your body, just like anything else, um... When your body is not getting fed, it's going to hold on to anything that it can, whether that's fat or it's going to shut down your reproductive system. It's it's in fight or flight mode. Mm-hmm. So then your body, when it's fed again, is like, okay, I'm still going to store this. Yeah, you know, you still have the poor mindset. Right. Your body still yeah. has that poor right. mindset. Right. So it's retraining your metabolism, feeding it up, so that it's it's just like it's a friend that you don't like. It's a friend. It doesn't trust you. So mm-hmm. you know, just having one meal and being like, why aren't I losing weight? It's like you need to constantly be feeding it and constantly mm-hmm. be feeding it the right things too. You know, with carbs, fats, and proteins at every meal. And you know, that's not, what you were talking about. Yeah. Now that you're doing it, your mm-hmm. body is like, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, we're yeah okay. exactly. Yeah, yeah, we're okay. Like, so I think that's been a huge piece of it, and just recognizing when you've reached that point too, because I think. Um, I think it's easy to be like, I can't lose weight, but I'm like, okay, have you try? Are you like honestly trying? Mm-hmm. And I'm not somebody who I like a lot of women that I work with have tracked macros, have counted calories. So they have a good idea about how much they're eating. Mm-hmm. So I'll have them track for two or three days and I'll say, you know, how much are you eating? Like how many calories? Give me a calorie. Okay. That's not enough. Like, you know, eat more of this or, you know, and then breaking it down into carbs, fats, proteins, making sure you're getting adequate amounts of each. Mm-hmm. Um, and also really being able to determine when you've reached that point. Because I think a lot of people, um, even from a dieting perspective, it's like, no, I'm eating, you know, I'm eating 1,700 calories a day. You know, I'm in a deficit. Um, I'm doing it slowly. I'm doing it over time. But then you're having, like, bites of everyone's food. So I'm like, mm, that's, you're not eating 1,700 calories a day, you know. So <laughs> you put it on your yeah, plate. Yeah, you're exactly. also consuming <laughs> yeah. an additional 1,000 right. from everyone right. else's plate. Right, right. <laughs> So, like, being honest in that sense, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, anybody that has a history of over-exercising, under-eating, emotional relationship with food, which I think um, food is such a difficult thing for people because, one, it's available all the time, everywhere, mm-hmm. just, like, our availability to it. And it's not, like – and I'm not – it's not – it's neither, like, better or worse, but – just like drugs or alcohol is like you can 
get out of that environment. You cannot go into a party where drugs and alcohol are going to be. You need to eat every two to three hours to mm-hmm. be fed, you know? So um, really getting into that mindset too of like, okay, you had a cookie with your last meal. That's fine. That doesn't mean that your whole day has gone to shit now, you mm-hmm. know? Like your next meal is the next opportunity to nourish your body. And really thinking about that perspective, it's not no food is good or bad, but how do you want to nourish yourself? How do you want to feel after you eat it, you know? Yeah. I think that's really the dialogue that needs to be had because there is so much emotions that's tied into food. I agree. You know what? Just you using the word nourish, mm-hmm. that's one thing that's kind of been staying on my mind now that I look at a bunch of businesses are down, mm-hmm. and they all have clientele, mm-hmm. and the clientele needs to know mm-hmm. that that business still values yeah. them in one way. Right. And the way that it's referred to in you know stuff that I do is mm-hmm. nourishing your clients. Yes, yeah, totally. It's, it's telling them, I love you. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. what you've done for me. Also, let me give you something yeah. that adds yeah. value to your life. Totally. Yeah. Right? And so then you say something, well, you said just a second ago, just because you eat a cookie doesn't mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's out the door. Your next meal mm-hmm. is your chance to nourish your body. Yeah. And automatically in my head, I was thinking, the concept of nourishing, I have to, I have to always be like, am I being nice? Am I showing mm-hmm. you that I love and appreciate mm-hmm. you yeah. as a client? Yeah. Then I think totally. of my children. Okay, they drive me nuts, yeah, right? Right. And I, lo- I love, man, mm-hmm. they were gone for a day, mm-hmm. and I was, I was sitting in my <laughs> What do I do? <laughs> I've got lots of stuff to do, and they always get in the way, and where are they? <laughs> they call, and they're like, oh, can we come? Yes, you can come home yeah. right now. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah. Right? But um, I imagine that there are days where we wake up, and those kids are already off on the wrong foot. Mm-hmm. You know, they're already yeah. getting on each other's nerves mm-hmm. and they're already picking at each other and it's upsetting the whole house. Mm-hmm. And then I always warn my kids, I'm like, when I step in, it's not going to be happening. Mm-hmm. So either fix this before I get there. Mm-hmm. Right. right? Right. I say that standing right yeah. in their face yeah. before I get <laughs> that one step away. <laughs> so, uh, so then we have, you know, we have those days where they don't fix it. Mm-hmm. And then I have to come full bore mm-hmm. because I refuse to have children who like yeah. are out of control of themselves. Totally. And then what's the next interaction I have with them? Am I still going to be that big angry mom mm-hmm. all day? Does that nourish the relationship? Mm-hmm. Totally. That that blow up that we have is mm-hmm. the equivalent of eating the mm-hmm. cookie or yeah. eating whatever yeah. it is that your body right. didn't really need. Yeah. Right? Right. So what do you do to repair that relationship? Yeah. Well, and something What else, do you do I, with that next meal? Right. Yeah. And I even want to say, like, off of that, I think, like, both are valuable like even from both perspectives like you talk about balance before with like having one pop tart like Mm -hmm. that's what you want don't deprive yourself you know yeah and then it's also like from a parenting perspective it's like your kids need that tough love sometimes yeah sometimes they need to be they're not resetting on their own right i've got it totally right so it's like they each have their value and i think going and i think this is where mindset comes back into it because with the next meal with the next conversation with the next opportunity comes comes that chance to be like okay, that's behind me. You know, I'm not bringing in that anger. Yeah. Yeah. And especially like self-judgment, shame, guilt, you know, that's really what is the problem. Like Mm -hmm. if you want to look at from a problem, the problem isn't the problem. It's Mm -hmm. how we're responding to it. So it's not a fucking problem that you ate the cookie. It's a problem that you are now pulling up your shirt, looking in the mirror and like thinking that you gained weight and now you're binging on a bar. I only do that pull up your shirt (laughs) thing after I've done some crunches. I'm like, are they in? Is it six pack? No, not yet. All right. Okay. Okay. (laughs) It's fine. I'm I'm just going to keep going. going. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but you, you are correct. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get you off track. Keep going. Totally. But I just, I think it's, it's that. It's like, that's never the problem. Mm -hmm. It's just like, how are we choosing to respond? Because I think, and I think, 
something that I, I feel like I'm continuing saying, especially with what we're in right now, it's like, there's a difference of control and choice and we don't have control. Control is an illusion and it's an attachment to something outside of us that makes us feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. That's not truly there. That's, we never have control. Mm -hmm. So just like everyone thinks they have control of their life and now we're being told that we can't go inside. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So it's like, "Mm, this is like the true understanding. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And then, but it's like every day you have a choice. So every day through this crazy time, you have a choice of, are you going to pick up the phone and connect to your loved ones? Or are you going to try to get outside? Mm-hmm. Are you going to bake a good thing that's going to make you feel good? You know? So mm-hmm. it's just like continually having the choice and knowing that the choice is yours, mm-hmm. whether it's a mindset, whether it's an action that you take, um, you do have that opportunity. So coming back to that, it's like removing the judgment, removing the shame and guilt around any, like the path, like even when you go out at night and are drinking, like I know I'm not a big drinker, but like when I used to go out and when I stopped drinking was like the next morning when I was like, I wish I didn't go out, wasn't worth it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, instead of playing this whole game, how about I just take away what I'm judging on? What if mm-hmm. I take away what I'm putting shame and guilt on? Right. You know? How would I just not do that? Next yeah, time? exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, really distinguishing between the two. Was it worth it? Even if you didn't think it was worth it. Okay, moving on. Like, it is what it is. You also don't have a time machine. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, just approaching it with, like, nobody's perfect. And we're not put in this world to not enjoy delicious food. Like, so, just giving yourself some freedom with that, you know? Yeah. And I guarantee people are going to look back. And it was funny. uh, Tyler and I were making dinner the other day. And um, I, like, wasn't going to have any. I wasn't really hungry. And then I started to get hungry. And I was like... And I just said to him, I'm like, I'm going to look back at my body 15 years from now and be like, what the fuck was I doing? Like trying to always lose weight. Since I've got more than 15 years on you, <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> you will. But it's just, it's not worth it. You know, it it, it's just not. And, you know, food isn't just food. Food is community. Food is experiences. Like mm-hmm. you going down to D.C. and being your whole family. Like, yeah, you were starting to feel it after four or five days, but it's like, that was amazing. You oh, know, yeah. you had fun with your family and you ate food that was oh, like, yeah. just, it made you feel good in that time. And that doesn't mean that, you know, that's not a lifestyle. I'm sure you came back home and ate foods that felt good to you and yeah. more aligned with you, you know. Yes. But it's it's so much more than just calories in, calories out, and food. It's mm-hmm. just, like, it's a vibe. It's a community. It's memories, you know? Yeah. So looking at it the more than just that. I agree. Yeah. I agree. How does that play into just that whole sense, <laughs> the sense of community? I think, I mean, like, that's another thing mm-hmm. I'm kind of staying with, especially during times where we can't actually be together, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. How do you do it? Yeah. With just like right now not being able to be together? Yeah. Yeah. I'm on a lot of Zoom calls. I'm on a lot of Zoom virtual. They're virtual hiring happenings. because they're yeah. getting way <laughs> yeah. overwhelmed in their system. Yeah. That's so funny. Heard I heard that bet. on the news this I morning. Bet. Yeah. Um, but just staying connected in that way. Um, also, really being aware of my boundaries too. Like, I'm doing a lot with my, like my business and my work. Mm-hmm. So even though somebody calls, sometimes I don't want to pick it up. Sometimes I don't have the time. You know, sometimes I really just want to like disconnect from any technology. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but really discerning like, why do I not want to pick up? Am I avoiding this person? Am I resisting a conversation? Or do like I just need me time? You know, because mm-hmm. there's a difference, obviously. Um, but really just staying connected. Like I think I've been on at least one Zoom call a day, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's um, team members of, like, business or it's friends or I coach lacrosse still, whether it's, like, my, my girls. So um, 
just really staying connected. And I think that's so big right now because, I mean, community, it's all about unity and coming together and we're all going through the same thing. Like, there, this eliminates the hierarchy. This right, eliminates, it definitely levels yeah, the playing yeah, field. Yeah, totally, it? totally. Yeah. So just to show compassion and love for people who are taking that in a good or bad way, but just, like, having my arms wide open. But, again, tending to my own needs first because it's all about, like, you need to have your cup full to, like, give to this anybody else. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, just... I think, um, so we were talking about, um, coaching before and then mm-hmm. I, I had recently just hired like a spiritual coach Yeah, tell me about and that. we were talking, she asked, I, t- I said, she had asked me like, who do you lean on? And it just kind of shook, shook me. And I was just like, wow, I don't really have anyone that I particularly lean on. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had a falling out with a really good friend who I'm not really, I'm mourning the relationship and what it was, Mm -hmm. but I know that when she was my friend, it was an intense friendship. Like, we were back and forth all the time. We were very fitting into each other's life for that time period, and we just don't fit anymore. It's just not a good fit. So I'm not wishing that it was back. I'm not wishing I had her as a friend anymore, but I'm mourning that space that was held Mm -hmm. within that friendship. Um, And her just asking me that question, like allowing me to look at that, you know, because I feel like I've been avoiding it. You know, I feel like I haven't looked at that, you know, grief process. Um, So being aware of that, I don't ask for help a lot and I don't reach out to people often. So, you know, this week really being intentional with who am I reaching out to? How am I reaching out to them? You know, Um, because we all need support to this time. No one knows what's going on. That's true. You know, I hate being on the phone. Yeah. I hate talking. Yeah. This is the one thing where every time it's a holiday, mm-hmm. you say, oh, I just I can't extrovert right now. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, I'm following yeah. your lead. <laughs> like, let's just uh, go to our In own separate houses yeah, and yeah. be there, yeah. and then we'll reconnect later. Right. Yeah, it's, I'm always grateful because mm-hmm. more than anybody that I know right now, you always give me permission to not extrovert. Mm, thanks. Simply by <laughs> not extrovert. Yeah, yeah. But you know, yeah. I know I'm exhausted, mm-hmm. but then I feel like, but I have an obligation, mm-hmm. right? And right. I really don't. Yeah. I'm creating the obligation yeah. myself. Yeah, self-induced pressure. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, of course. Of and course. so I love you for it. I love hey. that you always yeah. say I can't extrovert. I'm yeah. like, I can't either. Yeah. I'm going home. Yeah, <laughs> let me go home. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's hard too, and I think that's something that I, I really struggled with in the beginning. Um, like in college, my mm-hmm. senior year was just really tough for me. I quit lacrosse. Um, I really, that's when I really started to get into bodybuilding, um, like counting my calories and, um, not drinking. So there was a huge disconnect between me and my roommates. They were mm-hmm. athletes. They didn't get it. They didn't support me in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was basically shamed and left out for choosing that. Yeah. So there was a lot of judgment in, on my end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that towards you or from you to you both. Both. Okay. And I think what happened was I, I was really proud that through that judgment, I was still making my choice and mm-hmm. still doing what I wanted. You know, I wasn't just doing it because everyone else was doing it. But or do I, it in spite of everyone yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's a good one. I do yeah. spite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I also didn't feel good about it. I didn't feel mm-hmm. supported in it. Um, so it made me feel like I was wrong, mm-hmm. you know. So then judgment came in and all that. Um, and I feel like as of recently, maybe it's just like the age that I'm at now. 
but people are... You are so old in your head, <laughs> and you're not old in real life. No, but just, like, I feel like when you're 21, everyone's yeah. like, you have to go out all the time, blah, blah, blah. And, like, as soon as I reached 21 and was, like, it was legal to drink and legal to have fun, basically, well, I, I was like, I'm it. good. Yeah, I'm <laughs> good here. Yeah. So... I feel like that chapter of my life was short-lived and definitely had a bigger play in younger years. Mm -hmm. So when I don't want to extrovert and I don't want to, like, partake in some of that, I felt very guilty at that age because that's what everyone was feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, And just kind of, like, removing that and and knowing that it's for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I always, always say, like, if you're doing something out of spite or if you're doing something that you really don't want to, are you going to even have fun? It's going to be a waste of time. Right. You know, you're going to show up as bitchy and, and you know, it's like. It's going to leave a negative, totally. like, mark on your own personal yeah. history. Yeah. 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 For sure. So I think that's what's really allowed me to give myself permission is just, like, you're not going to show up as yourself, mm-hmm. as your outgoing, happy, extroverted self. Because I have a side of that. Mm-hmm. More introverted, but definitely have an extroverted, outgoing side. But I need to, my cup needs to be full and removing the, like the frame of like that selfish or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I understand obligations are obligations sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I do do, just do go to stuff where I'm like, just I, I said I'd to. go. Yeah, yeah. I said I'd go and I don't want to bail, but there's also times where I have bailed mm-hmm. and people have been mad at me and I'm just like, that's on you. You yeah. know, that's not, you have some expectation of who yeah. I am and what I'm going to bring right. to this party. Yeah. Like, hey. I ain't bringing it. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have you ever thought you were an extrovert? For sure. And I think there's a, a part of me that is extroverted. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my introverted cup needs to be full. I think I need to have just a a balance and a recalibration. Like Mm -hmm. I think when I'm with people for an extended period of time, I need to be alone then for two or three days. I need to, because for me being an empath too, it's, it's a little bit hard. Sometimes I'm challenged just with like discerning what's mine and what's not mine within people. Like sometimes people projecting things, sometimes people feeling certain ways, like sometimes just taking on others emotions. Mm -hmm. Like we were talking about like, um, so I think that's more so I need it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also just really like alone time. I like doing my own thing, not having a schedule, not having anyone else's schedule. Because that's kind of who I've been. I think it's really easy for me if I'm with people to want to show up for them, want to serve them, want to like make sure they're enjoying their time. Um, so I think it's really important for me to just find that recalibration. And I think that's something that I constantly kind of work on too is like, being able to discern what's mine and what's not mine. And How do you do that? Tell me about that. Because you know what? Struggle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's no, a real and struggle. it is hard, and especially when people you care for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I really think tuning into, because I think we're all triggered and we all have boundaries, and but I think really tuning into any like gut reaction that comes up or anything that you feel triggered by or anything that's eliciting emotion mm-hmm. to not just react to tune into that like let that be a signal of like well what's really going on here mm-hmm. am i triggered because you are upset and that that alone upsets me okay mm-hmm. that's not mine i'm upset because you're, you're upset. upset that's not my sadness you know that's right. not my anger or whatever versus you said something and it triggered this in me and now your problem is becoming my problem because you're projecting it type thing so i feel like it's really just that pause and like asking yourself question like what's really going on here what does this remind me of like what it what am I missing out on I think a lot of people don't feel like heard and understood Mm -hmm. so I think when people feel that that can bring up triggers so even asking yourself like what am I trying to express or what are they trying to express and I think 
just from like any relationship, whether it's romantic or friendship or whatnot, like really asking questions instead of assuming, like asking people to elaborate on what they mean, asking people like just, just questions to dig deeper on their end so that they can own all their feelings too. Because again, I think it comes with victim and it comes with projection of just people not owning all parts of them. It's easier to defer it. It's easier to push it away, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So just like tuning in and I think that's, does it get exhausting? Because I, I know that it, okay, so not a brag, but more or less a just thought about this. I know in my life I've worked enough where mm-hmm. I recognize that um, when somebody else is playing the victim mm-hmm. and it's very, now my brain's a little tired. But yeah, I know, me too. I'm like, It's very roundabout. It's like mm-hmm. they're, they're, they want to tell you that you're a problem for them, mm-hmm. but they find the hardest way to get there, and you really know that the truth is, the problem is still yours. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a problem for yeah, you. You totally. choose to come around me, right. and I don't choose right. to be around you. Right, right. Does that get exhausting, having to first be around people who are just so unaware of themselves, right? Totally. Lack self-awareness. Yeah. But then also, just in general. Yeah. How do you and handle I think, that? Well, I think that's where boundaries come in, right? I think that's right. like, I try not to put myself in positions that are consumed with people who think like that. You know, I really try to limit my exposure. And not with any judgment or I try not to at least or preconceived notions but I just like I always have said like I read people pretty well I give them the opportunity to show their true colors by any means you know but um really just showing up and not again not reacting to what they say and know that that's on them too you know I had a client recently yeah was talking about a story and she was um just super triggered about this woman, uh, her yoga instructor, who like went through her yoga um, teacher training, and um, she was super triggered by this woman who was doing things that she mentioned that she really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And this woman has a following, and this woman, and this woman is, you know, I, I'd say she maybe views her as higher up. She was her teacher, so I'm like, what is your like sisterhood trauma you know mm-hmm. like where are you I, and then like asking about her family and asking about her parents and like all of those stuff plays so deeply into how are you viewing the world like what is your belief system right and we just coming to the conclusion that like she was basically an only child so she never had anybody could compete with her right and here's this woman who has a following who has an established business where she's trying to get and I'm like, how can you flip the script? How can you take that as flattery instead of like wanting to knock a bitch out? You know, like yes, okay, but I'm not understanding what was what was what was triggering her. Just the fact that she was doing so, like for instance, doing all the things do, that so, she wanted. So to she do. was like, I really want to get my hair silvered, and they were like, Oh, that's cool. And then, like two weeks later, she came in with like silver hair, and the other woman. And oh, so she was like, what She's the like, fuck? Are you trying to steal my yeah, thunder? You yeah, yeah. All of my ideas. Exactly, exactly. And mm-hmm. again, having the big following where she's putting herself out there, it's a feeling of, well, that's me, and you're and you're mm-hmm. taking away my authenticity. And I'm like, I hear you, right? Like everyone needs to be validated in that. Since we didn't use names. I'm not 1,000% clear on who did what. So your person that you're talking Sorry. to yeah. mentioned she wanted to get her hair silvered. Now, is she the same one who has the big following? No. No. So I'm so going to use, I'm gonna use uh, flowers. So Daisy is my client. Thank you. Yeah. Daisy's my client. And yes. Rose. Rose. Yeah. <laughs> of course it's going to be Rose. Is her nemesis. leader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nemesis slash leader. Her, her instructor on yoga teacher training. The person Got who owns it. the yoga studio. So that she's Rose is already established. So Rose is established. So here okay. is Daisy trying to like become established, mm-hmm. and she's stealing her thunder. And part of her is like, 
you know, is what the fuck? Necessary? Why do you need to Why do that? You have to, yeah. But then it's also like, you know, Daisy, look out, hurt roses. That she doesn't know her own way. She doesn't know her authenticity. She right. needs to take it from you. So again, looking at flattery, looking at it with like love and compassion, like she's lost. She just wants connection. She just wants sisterhood, you know? Yeah. So flipping the script of like, again, it's a choice. Like, how do you want to choose to show up? Like, and I was like, you know, look at yourself in five years. How would you have wanted to choose this relationship? And I asked her and I'm like, do you have a lot of close friends? And she was like, no, I feel like I don't. I feel like I'm a ride or die person and a lot of, and a lot of women. And she said this are bitchy and deceitful and misloyal. And I'm like, I cannot disagree with yeah, Daisy. Yeah, but also, <laughs> but in the same degree, like that's yes. been her experience. Right. And I feel like law of attraction. If you think that that's what you're going to get, you're going to continue to show up. Yeah. yeah. So it's like really flipping the script and talk about mindset, talk about belief systems. You have to be the person that you want to attract. So if you want to chat. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that just, I was like, whoa, hard. Yeah. That is well, too hard. Yeah. Well, I always say too, like, um, t- you know, Tyler, obviously. Yes. I didn't date for like three years before Tyler. It was like kind of like on and off of people, but yeah. like. Try people out. Yeah, but you remember the firefighter? I was yes. like, yeah, I'm yeah. not into this, Listen. you know? Yes. I was ready for the firefighter to go. And I never <laughs> met him. Yeah. So it just was like, my heart wasn't in it. And yeah. I think from doing the work that I've done, just like being alone and really taking a deep dive of my needs and my desires and whatnot, um, I knew what I wanted. And just like, I think I was acting as that person to attract Tyler, Mm -hmm. you know, to attract a very thoughtful, soft man who's like in his power, you know? So I think because I knew about the firefighter, I was scared about who he brought over. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, I promise he is. I'm like, you tell him I will take him to the streets. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I just think, and I think like there's, there's already been so many like beautiful moments where I've been like, okay, I attracted this person at the right time for the right reason. And you know, relationships are such a mirror. So it's been, it's just been, I've done so much growth out of relationships. So yeah. it was like a whole new chapter to be like, wow, you know, I actually love this person. Yes. So I need to figure out how to work as a partnership, you know? I have a kind of a, okay, so now I'm going to get a little bit personal, which okay. is not fair. Yeah. But here I go anyway. <laughs> when I'm with you, it's easy to be my best mm-hmm. self, right? Yeah, I appreciate it that. It really is. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, you and Flow. I, we just, yeah. 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 And it's easy. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel angry at the world. Yeah. <laughs> but there are some people where, as soon as they're in front of my face, mm-hmm. as soon as the thought of them comes mm-hmm. up, petty. Yeah. Like, I go straight <laughs> to right petty. Out. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And I've been kicking myself for the last few days because there are a couple of people where I'm like, I just do not want to yeah, have I'm good not here. one thing to do with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And yet... Here you are. Here you showing are. Up. <laughs> like, Thank you for coming over. Yeah. Also, there's the same door yeah. you can exit through. <laughs> so what do you do with, with situations like that? How do you... There's people who are easy to be around, mm-hmm. like you. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mm-hmm. can just, I can move to the right. higher brain. Totally. And then yeah. there's the other people, just the thought of them yeah. ruins me. Yeah, for sure. What do you tell people when that's... What do I tell people as... Like, how do you work through that? Personally? Or just oh, like, how would client. I tell... With, with a client. client. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's really, again, like, I work a lot with my clients about boundaries. Setting mm-hmm. your boundary, um, taking space for people if you need, and just speaking your truth. Like, mm-hmm. speaking like, hey, I'm triggered in this moment. I may be going through my own stuff, yeah. you know. I hear a lot about this with family. You know, yeah, family yeah, is yeah. like your number one trigger always. always. Um, so taking the space that you need, and like we were talking about before, like there's no guilt in that. You know, if people mm-hmm. want to view it as selfish or whatnot, that's, you know, that's on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really about that patience and that like internal dialogue of like choosing how to respond. Because I know personally, when I deal with people like that, I, I just don't 
I'm not engaged as much. You know, there's like a disengagement that I'm just like, I don't want to attach this conversation. I don't want to put energy into this conversation because it's not worth it. Like I always talk about, um, like energy is like changing your pocket every day. You know, you only have so much to give out. So it's like using your energetic exchange, you know, really mindfully. Yeah. Yeah. And just, you know, walking away if you need to, being intentional with like how you get caught up with that person, you know, stuff like that. I, I think obviously I live a little differently just because of, like working for myself, I kind of choose who I'm around all the time. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, if you're around people that you can't help but be around, you know, limiting your space, limiting your discussion, um, even having a conversation if that feels good for you. I mean, What's, one of my number one. What do you do one... with the guilt though? When you end up, mm. when you well, when okay, so mm. for me, the guilt is why can I not just mm. yeah like this tolerate person? them? Yeah, tolerate totally. is the right word. Totally. Like, I never yeah. feel like I have to like yeah. anybody. Totally. Today. I think it's a balance. I think, and I think that's where the the internalization needs to come in. Is mm-hmm. like, okay, do I not like this person because they trigger me? I'm jealous of them. Blah blah blah. Like that mm-hmm. was the dialogue that I was having with Daisy and Rose. Was like, right. you're fucking triggered by her. Like, there's yes. no reason that you don't like her. Like, I can get you. Maybe she rubs you the wrong way, but you're triggered because of X Y Z. So really asking yourself, like, am I triggered here, or like, are you just bad company? Like, are you just super down on the world? Are you just super negative? Are you just always talking about? you know guys and getting drunk and like that was a lot yeah. of my story and a lot right. of leaving my friendships because I'm like I can't like like that you said when Meg yeah and like when Meg walked in the door we're like we go deep quick like yeah. it's no yeah. superior it's no superficial conversation so yes. um that was really what I was looking for so I don't feel like there's guilt for me mm-hmm. but I think it's what what's your why you know what is your why is it like I only have so much energy and I don't want to give it to you or is it like you're triggering me in my insecurities and my belief systems and that's why I want to avoid you yeah do you feel like you hear what I'm saying with the difference I do yes yeah and, and you know I'm, okay so now I'm just gonna keep giving away secrets but I think that with that person the manipulation that they use mm. it's rare that I'm ever manipulated where I'm like I didn't see that mm-hmm. I didn't even catch you were doing mm-hmm. that if I go along with whatever somebody's yeah. trying to do, yeah. I know I'm doing it. Mm. Like, I know you're trying to get me to do something, mm-hmm. and I know I'm going ahead and playing into that. What's your... And for me, I always do it to keep the peace. That is mm. the number one reason I will go along with somebody else's manipulation. What happens if you don't keep the peace? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, most of the time is they upset everybody. Mm. They really will. Like, the only times that I will step in and try to keep the peace... Mm-hmm is for people who will mm. turn everybody else over. Because I totally. can, I have always felt like, and maybe it's it's not true, but I have always been in the position of um, you absorb. You yeah. absorb all the stuff that sucks mm-hmm. and protect mm. everybody else. Yeah. That has been my entire yeah. life. Yeah. I can recount from day yeah. to day to day. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like... But I now think, I'm bitter about it. Like, yeah. I don't want no, to totally. do it anymore. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. And I think it's like, I think... Oh, I think, like, at what cost? Like, at what cost is that affecting you and your mental health and, like, your boundaries and what you want to do, you know? And I think it is hard to think about, okay, I'm I'm putting my foot down. Is that selfish now because other people are dealing from the repercussions? It sounds like that's, like, a big thing for you. Yeah, Yeah. it's the guilt of not protecting Mm -hmm. the other people. Because if I'm going to protect you, it's because I love you. Totally. And I also think it's, like, to a certain degree aren't those other people responsible for protecting themselves? Like, you yes. can't take on the world, you know? You can only do your part. Yeah. You know? So it's like, and I and I admire that so much, and I find 
that I do that often. Yeah, I bet you do. But at what cost? Like, I think it's always, like, that changes for me often based mm-hmm. on the headspace that I'm in. Like, how much energy I have from that day. Yeah. You know, where I am on my cycle. Things like right. that, you know? This like, is why I love you. because yeah. you always give me permission to be like, you yeah. really can step yeah. back. It's yeah, of course. the worst thing that's ever Yeah, happened. exactly. Yeah. And again, it's... I think people so often get put in a box. Like, society always wants to put you in a box. Like, yes. whether it's diet culture or it's, like personality traits or characteristics like you're like and and that's they don't want you to come out of that yeah, either because they're not comfortable totally, with something else totally and it's so and it's unpredictable you talk about yeah. control people don't want to not know yes what how you're going to show up as like yes. and that's why you know i am statements are so powerful because you are self-identifying as that thing mm-hmm. so you know you can be type a and you know, really sporadic you, and yeah. spontaneous. Like, you can be both. Yeah. And I think, like, that's a big thing that I've really overcome and continue to try to overcome with this. It's like, cool, I can care about my health and not be obsessed by it, you know? Yeah. And so one day you want to put your foot down and set boundaries for yourself, mm-hmm. and the next you are in a higher mood and you right. just feel like you're not going to be bothered as much, so you can take a hit or two if that means protecting other people. Right. So I think it's like not trying to put yourself in that box of like this is the way I am all the time Mm -hmm. so this is the way I have to show up it's just like we change just like the day changes and the seasons change like and giving yourself permission to kind of flow with that taking yourself out of your own box yeah 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 so you don't don't have to fit in those small boundaries totally yeah oh my gosh I think you solved it because I swear (laughs) this whole last week has been hell just trying to why and it's it's a couple people that just there's honestly it's Three different people who mm-hmm. all do the same kinds of things mm-hmm. and everybody around them. Mm-hmm. Just when everyone else is upset, yeah. that's when they're calm. Right. right? Yeah. Mm. The more they turn yeah. the world It's an ego struggle, it sounds it like. Is. Yeah. 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 And but it you know, like for me I've I've been around them enough where I know this is who you're hurting the yeah. most. And yeah. I block and block mm. and block. And now, and now I'm just like I don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tired. I don't want you to touch those yeah. other people yeah. either. But right. I don't have the energy. Totally. Totally. I prefer that you just didn't talk to me yeah. at all. Go don't away. come around. Yeah. Which <laughs> <laughs> is crazy. Yeah. yeah. It is tough, but I mean, it's... What happened with Daisy? What did she figure out? <laughs> um, I love that we're using code names. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. She just was like, I appreciate that. Like, because I think what really shifted her was like, I was like, well, what if you see that as flattery? Like, what if you see that as like, cool, mm-hmm. I'm like that's and like shown compassion really like she she's has all this following and she's so established and she's still struggling to find and herself she's still following you yeah so she's i'm like and i was like use yeah. that as sim- like use that as how people view you mm-hmm. you know because i feel like my ideal client is somebody who's somewhat type a mm-hmm. i think in their heart of hearts they want to be type a they want control whether their life represents that is another thing mm-hmm. um but they're all strong, badass women. They're all yes. people who probably walk into a room, because I've gotten this before, and been like, okay, I'm intimidated of her, you know? Yes. Like, so owning that. And that does it, and like also giving people the opportunity to be like, oh, she's nothing like I thought. Like, you know how many times mm-hmm. I've heard that? Of like, I was super intimidated when I first met you. I thought you were like some like head, like bitch, and like whatever. And it's like, that's your own judgment, you know? So it's like owning that, owning that you have this, you know, loud personality, this like big presence and using it for good, you know? So I think that was, that was part of what she recognized was like, how can I view this as like a compliment, you know? know, Because it really, right now it feels like a slight. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. So that's great. You know what, actually that's a big deal Mm -hmm. is 
recognizing that you're still the leader. It's it's just that the leader you're looking at is now following yeah. you. Like, yeah, and it's also like there is no hierarchy. Like yeah. there's really not. Like there's only one you. You know, it doesn't sure. matter what you do. Like, and I think it's interesting too because um, just like with social media for me. There was a lot of like imposter syndrome in the beginning because all of what I consume is a lot of coaches, a lot of coaches like me, a lot of coaches who are coaching the same thing as me. So I'm like, wow, the market's saturated. And I'm like, nobody's me, you know, like I can be teaching some of the same stuff as other people, but like nobody is me. Nobody supports people in the way that I do. That's true. You know, so it's just, it's just different and knowing and truly knowing that like you are one of a kind. And I think that's what allows people to just shine their light, you know? I love it. And it also leads me to like 10 million more questions, but I'm not going to keep you forever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if people are going to listen forever. <laughs> we'll There's go part two. We'll go part two. <laughs> right. Tell me what you do now though. Cause you, I mean, you cool. say coach, but you coach in like 10 million different ways. Yeah. So, um, I am a holistic health and emotional wellness coach. Mm-hmm. So a lot of what I do with my clients is healing from the inside out. So, um, looking at, you know, gut hormones, liver, things like that, and then really seeing how it's affecting your everyday life. So really tapping into mindset, tapping into belief systems, emotions, um, childhood trauma, uh, stuff like that to really, I, and like I said before, your mental, your emotional, physical state is we're all one, you know, it's all interconnected. So I feel like I, um, I've newly transitioned to that kind of serving a bigger thing and when you listen to a lot of business podcasts, everyone's like, find your niche, find your niche. And I'm like, this is my niche. Mm-hmm. People who are affected and are in tune with their body to know that it's affecting them in all areas, you know? And that's the truth. Yeah. yeah. So um, I coach people through that program. I have a signature program that's called Feel, Heal, Reveal. It's a four-month intensive. Um, it's like a, it's a course online, and then I support them through coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I, just had a new, I just had a launch in March 15th. So Congratulations. Some, yeah, some ladies there. So that's awesome. Um, and kind of still figuring out where I want to go from there. Thinking of um, putting on retreats and whatnot. But the brunt of my focus right now is coaching women. So, nice. Yeah. Nice. Are you doing any of the, what is this, physical training? What is this called? Personal training. Personal yeah. training. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know how I forgot that. <laughs> I am doing a little bit of it. I'm kind of phasing out of it just because it's not where my passion lies mm-hmm. anymore. Um, I'm still passionate about physical health, 100%, but I'm more focused on just like the mental, emotional side of things. Okay. Um, so phasing out, I mean, I still have my cert and all that good stuff um, and still have a few lingering clients, but uh, my focus is really on the mindset and the emotional state, so. One more question. Yeah. Why? Why is that your focus? Why is that your passion? Yeah, I think it's my focus because <laughs> you can have a banging ass body uh, and be and still totally yeah, not be together. Yeah, and... like my lowest point was when I was seventeen percent body fat, and everyone idolized my body, and I was a mess. I was a mess mentally, emotionally. You know, my insides were a mess. Like I had terrible gut issues, terrible hormone issues. Um, so I mean, we're not all of this what you see on the outside. And I think giving women permission to not focus on being just a physical body and knowing that there's so much more inside. Um, and like I said, I think I said this before, but it's like 
when I needed a coach, it was like, okay, my physical body's acting up. Now my mental and emotional state is acting up and now my physical body's getting worse. So it's like a spiral. Totally. Spiral. So I've noticed like looking at the mental stuff, looking at the rigidity that you have in your, you know, routine, whether that's diet, fitness, you know, your restriction, your binging, whatever that is, is so much mental and your physical will follow suit, honestly. Yes. So yeah. I think that's where really my experience and just my education has really led me. So what was the turning point? I know I said one last question, but yeah. what was that turning point where you realized this this is I think once I really got into mindset and really recognized my own story mm -hmm. and realized the physical is is great and all, but if you're not really happy with yourself and you don't have real self love, um the rest of it doesn't even make it doesn't sense. matter. It doesn't come yeah, together. It doesn't matter. So I think my experience with that and then just following that with um, the coaching that I've gone through, health and life coaching, um, functional, I'm like a functional medicine practitioner. Mm -hmm. So, um, I work with functional medicine doctors, uh, and things of, of that sort, which are completely aligned with me. You know, it's a full body systems. I think there are a lot of people who don't know what functional medicine is. Yeah. What so is functional is really just how all of your systems intertwine and how they function together. Um, so there's Western medicine mm -hmm. and then there's functional medicine and they actually have different ranges. So like on like blood labs and number wise, um, you're looking for optimal ranges rather than just normal ranges. Mm -hmm. So normal ranges can be like largely different where functional nutrition kind of narrows that down a little bit and is like, okay, you're on the verge of, Hashimoto's, you know, your thyroid's low, but it's, you're not at Hashimoto's yet. Let's take preventative care. Let's fix up your lifestyle. Let's look at your gut. Let's look at your hormones and let's get this fixed before you need a medication type thing. Right. So it's more of that kind of proactive. Um, and it really, it has to do with all your systems. So that mental, physical, emotional. Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool. It's I awesome. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay, thank yeah. you. Of course. Thank you, because yeah. I think we're going to do this yeah. again. Yeah, we have to. Because now I realize I have a lot of other problems yeah. that I'm going to like, <laughs> cheat and get the answer uh, out of here. You're awesome. But where can people find you? Yeah, so I'm mainly hanging out on Instagram. So at Rory Cassandra on Instagram and Facebook. I believe I'm Rory Sadoff. So everyone thinks I'm my dad, but I'm not. Um, and that's basically where I hang out. And then my website is um, www.rcscoach.com. Oh, the dot is right up front. Yeah. Okay, say it again. W -W -W what do you mean? W -W 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 Whatever. You don't dot. need. You don't need the www. Just rcs. rcscoach.com. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm making that way more complicated. Let me just take that all. I out. said it first, so <laughs> you're, it's my bad. <laughs> Good deal. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll play again soon. Okay. Love it. Thank you. Love you. Love you.